What is up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 175 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Give us a follow. All kinds of stuff that we talk about, music-related. If you like music, you're in the right place. And our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I guess there's not much more elation one can have when it comes to the guest interview on a podcast like Spinning Thoughts. And yes, yes, I am talking about our interview with Paul Kohler from Silverstein, which we will be sharing with you Sometime in this episode. Now, I say sometime because I got to keep you on the hook, okay? I got to keep you on the hook because there's a lot of other things that we're going to dig into. But Dan Boyer, our Canadian contributor, sat down with Paul of Silverstein recently, talked to him about the longevity of the band and so much more. You're not going to want to miss that exclusive interview right here in episode 175 of Spinning Thoughts. In 2019, we have been creating this Spinning Thoughts trend in terms of formatting our show where, you know, I have this spotlight, I guess, this musical spotlight. It's like a goddamn magic wand, and that spotlight is Adobe Radio. I'll never forget whenever I finally, and I'm telling you, it took me months and months and months to get on Adobe Radio, and it was well worth it, Eddie, but... It took a long time, and when we officially became part of Adobe Radio, I promised myself that I would not let this opportunity pass me by to create a spotlight for bands that maybe aren't getting it otherwise for whatever reason. You know, I'm not doing this podcast really for much else other than to meet some new friends, to spread some positivity and good vibes, and of course to get down to some damn good music. So with that, in 2019, we've been creating this formatting trend where I create a spotlight for some bands that are either on the rise, up and coming, they recently released new music, but really... What I've been doing is curating a Spotify playlist called Bands People. Tweet at me. Go follow it, please. We refresh it every other week with 20 new bands. And these are bands that I am putting on a playlist only if you tweet me to listen to them. Most of the time, these bands I've never heard of. And what a shame that is. And I just feel like I got to pay it back forward to maybe others who have yet to discover some of this amazing talent and and great people too. You know, I get to interact with them online and social media and they're good people. I hope I'm trusting that they are. So one of the best, most exciting, fun things that I've gotten to do with spinning thoughts. It really just started this year, created that bands. People tweet at me, Spotify playlist. And again, please go follow it. And then I get to share brand new music from really fucking awesome bands and artists with all of you. So with that long-winded introduction, let's get to the very first band, one of two, that we're going to hear some music from. Now, to paint the picture just even further, and I think we're going to continue doing this here at Spinning Thoughts, after I picked the 20 bands and refreshed the playlist, it just got... uh, refreshed on Monday, this past Monday, what is that, May the 13th, 
So I typically would just pick some bands from that playlist, the ones that I maybe like the most, or, you know, maybe they sent me some free merch and I then share them with you. But to make this even more fun and democratic and engaging, I am now opening up all of this to you even more. You're tweeting me these bands. Why the fuck not should you vote for them? So anyone who participated in the vote this week, thank you very much for participating. Continue to do so if you haven't. At Spin Thoughts, that's where we're at on Twitter. And you can find all this stuff. Participate. Tell me bands to listen to. And then vote for them to get played here on Adobe Radio. The two bands that that won the contest, the voting contest, is Headspace and Odysseys. Right now, we're going to listen to a song from Headspace. It is a Halsey cover. It is Without Me featuring Donovan Winter. Everybody, enjoy. Too far away to hold me You know I'm the one who put you up there 
so that was Headspace featuring Donovan Winter and their cover of Without Me from Halsey. It just dropped on March the 8th of 2019. The band is from Phoenix, Arizona, and according to what they told me, they are building up for a summer full of new music in the form of singles. It's going to be a singles summer here with Headspace. The first one is due to drop June the 3rd. Now, when I first heard June 3rd is the day, I was like, fuck, that is too far away. But then I guess I realized that June 3rd is uh, like two weeks away at the time of this recording. I'm, I'm like, where the hell is this year going? The warm weather is not even here. The warm weather is not even here. I'm not even fucking talking about the hot weather because that is a different story in and of itself. The warm weather is just barely creeping in. But I get the warm vibes from Headspace. You can follow them on Twitter at HeadspaceAZ. And according to their Twitter, they seem to be in a pretty serious relationship with friends of the show, One Life to Lead. I am super sad that both are now off the market. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Next on our list of music that we want to put a spotlight on, I guess this is uh, the, the last as well. They were one of the winners of our voting contest and you can participate in this every other week by following our Spotify playlist bands people tweet at me and then tweet me bands to listen to and then I'll put up a little poll a little voting poll that you can then guess what vote for your favorite band or song that is currently featured on that playlist if it sounds like a lot it's not if it sounds like it's not a lot it is so take that however you want this next band I really when I listened to them I have to say they may have stood out to me the most and it's because their music is unique and it took me, it took me a couple listens uh, uh, to really get into it. Not that I wasn't into it, uh, just so y'all know I was into it, but it's one of those uh, collections of music or bands, just vibes that you you have to just step back for a second and let it sink in. It's kind of like uh, it's like some food, you know. You you taste it and then you you feel it hours. Oh wait, that's bad, isn't it? It's like it's hurt. Okay. Anyways, the band is Odysseys. I really really dig their sound. They're from Boston, Massachusetts, and we're going to listen to a song that's off a brand new full length release. We'll talk about it here in a second. The song is Fever Dreams. From Odysseys. Oh 
So that was Fever Dreams from Odysseys. That bass is groovy as fuck. The whole song really, really is. I hope everybody enjoyed it the same way that I did. But of course, music is all about your own interpretation. So Odysseys released their debut full-length album, Odd Behavior, April 13 of this year. So this is brand new stuff, and I'm really excited about it. It is nine tracks full of diverse sounds that take you on some pretty incredible highs while also creating this melancholy feeling that just all fits, I think, kind of perfect. It's eerie, poppy, full of gems, 
and seriously I'm stoked to have been able to share it with all of you go and check out the bands people tweet at me Spotify playlist it updates every other week 20 new bands I pick 20 that you tweet me about and then I open up voting for all of you to tell me whose music should be playing on my show on Adobe Radio. To me, this sounds like a no-brainer if I've ever heard one before. Now, before we head into the pinnacle of episode 175, which of course is an exclusive interview that Dan had with Paul Kohler of Silverstein, you know we gotta warm you up a little bit first with the band's music. Now, Silverstein on April 12 of 2019 released a new album, and I say new because I'll let Paul and Dan talk about it. They touch on the topic quite nicely. This is an album of songs that will sound familiar to many of you if you're familiar with the band, Uh, but Apparently, and uh, so beautifully, they have been reconstructed from the ground up. Again, I'm going to let Paul and Dan talk about that here in a minute. The album is Redux, the first 10 years. I actually did not know that that is how you said the word. For some reason, I felt like that X was going to be silent. I heard Dan and Paul in the interview refer to it as such. I looked it up on the interfucking net, and they were correct. This is Call It Karma off of that release, Redux, from Silverstein. Blame it on the weather, but I'm a mess. And this February darkness has me hating everyone. And I know I need your comfort, but this drama makes me sick. And the Lord...
So that was Call It Karma off the newly released Redux album from Silverstein. There are 12 tracks that will really blow you away whether you're listening to the band more recently for the first time or revisiting them or a diehard fan. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Dan recently sat down with Paul Kohler of Silverstein to reflect on the band's career so far and to hear about their latest release, Redux. I hope everybody enjoys this conversation as much as I did. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I am here with Paul from Silverstein. How are you? Hey, pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, this this interview that we're having, uh, I just mentioned, um, marks kind of a cool first um, for me because um, Silverstein is the first band that I've had the opportunity to interview for Spinning Thoughts that I also had the opportunity to interview when I was in college in like 2002. Two probably so way back, way yeah. back. So you've had you've had a really long career in music, yeah. And um, like I remember, um, you'd come to London and it was like, um, was it the Whippet Lounge? Oh yeah, that you guys not, not would even play, the full, or like uh, was it the Whippet Lounge was attached to what like the embassy? The right? embassy, yeah. And we couldn't even play the embassy yet. We were playing the side, the small, the side small room, room yeah. And, and and that's the thing. I mean, we we didn't play on stages for the first couple of years. It was like you were playing on floors. Whether yes. it be in basements, living rooms, side cafes, bars, like, like you the name YMCA, it. right? Yeah, yeah, it was rec halls, you know, like church halls. Like that was like where you would start. It was like you'd you'd rent the show, and then the show would would just become, you know, with like some PA speakers and a couple fold up tables, and that was the show. That, yeah. that's how we started. And then we're like, and like 
200 kids would show up at these like, things. I well, remember. that's the thing is like, yeah, the attendance numbers were actually pretty remarkable because like, yeah, like I remember doing some of like the big shows, like if it was a CD release show or with a bunch of our friends and you get upwards of like 400 people in this like square box yeah. with one exit, you right. know, and, um, and no security because we didn't know what that was or how to arrange that. So yeah, it was pretty remarkable that we, that we all had this like little moment and uh, it was such a bubbling, beautiful scene that we all came from absolutely absolutely and like the thing that is cool for me is that there are still some people and some bands like yourselves like Silverstein that are still uh still going still professional musicians still you know very successful um and that's and that's certainly to be um admired when Silverstein began could you ever have foreseen this no, I mean, no, because I, th- I think in that bubble, like, we weren't even, like, thinking about touring or, like, you know, that kind of stuff. It was, like, yeah, this scene, it was, like, playing up and down the highway and all these little, like, like it, it's, it was almost crazy to think that like, you would go 15 minutes to another town mm-hmm. and that was a scene and you'd yep. play their rec hall. And that was such a big deal. And there was, yeah. like, you know, unlimited amount of these little pockets that we could just build this little organic fan base and have fun with. And, like, trade shows with and trade contacts. And that was it. Like, that was the little bubble that we were living in for the first, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Until it was, like, you know, oh, wait a minute. Here's a record deal. Yeah, the proposition. Record and along, then yeah. And then you're, like, okay, well, maybe we'll put out one album. Like, that sounds pretty cool. Maybe we'll go on tour. That sounds pretty cool. And you didn't think that that was going to be, like, literally, like, your life cycle for the next, like, 18 years. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So... Um, so it's not something that can be expected yeah. is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think like, you know, for us, especially like we try to keep low expectations because I think when you blow things up in your mind, you have the chance to be let down. And it's like you just try to like, you know, just just have a comfortable set of expectations, uh, you know, so you're going to be rewarded or happy regardless of. And, and the thing, too, for us and the reason why we're still doing it is because fun is number one if we're not having fun like there's no point of of doing this so Mm -hmm. we continue to have fun and we continue to push ourselves into positions of 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 ways that we can have fun and that's really what's kept us going all these years yeah so that's the thing because that was kind of my next question was what's the thing that um helps you to maintain passion for what you do is it having fun i think i mean having fun and obviously you know there there can be times where it's it's stressful you know but i think also doing different things i think doing different types of tours touring different parts of the world Mm -hmm. doing different kinds of recording projects those kind of things put you into different scenarios that like clear your mind at least mm-hmm. for us, you know, uh, it's like if we were just doing the same thing over and over again, it, it might, you know, you might not realize every bit of it. But I think, you know, you continue to push yourselves in different directions and everything's new. Everything's always refreshed or like a new spin on it. And right. and it just becomes fun. Yeah. Because of that. Right. And so you've you've had the opportunity over the last almost 20 years to tour the whole world almost. Right. Like all around the, the world. Um, so. What's the difference between touring in North America and touring in Europe or Japan, Asia, other continents? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of cultural differences. There's a bunch of like even like the way the crowds are interact and stuff like that. I mean, 
Um, we've been really fortunate enough. I mean, I think we've built a really good, strong um, fan base and, and a good career in North America, uh, particularly the United States. Um, but, you know, parts like like Germany is like probably one of our, our top places in the world to go. And mm-hmm. and those fans have so much passion, especially for just rock music and this kind of style of, of music. Like they're, they're so excitable and it's just a really fun time. They treat the artists really well. So it's 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 so it's different. Like it's nice to be somewhere else in the world where you have their customs and their their ideals and you just you know get absorbed into that and you just ha- go along and have fun you know mm-hmm. like it's uh, it's not all about just like the way things should be in canada it's like go out there and push yourself to try something new and that's what you get to do when you tour the world right yeah that's awesome and uh sounds like uh it, you know it sounds like a real like blessing and privilege because yeah. you're going to have those memories forever you know yeah i mean that's the thing is we're, we're a band that loves to travel and and i think it's almost our own fault we're like if you get an offer to play some random part of the world we're going to say yes before we really think about you know the logistics right it's like you say yes and then figure it out later on and that's kind of been our mentality but you know that kind of works out because i think we've probably said yes to more stuff than we would have and you've you've created some pretty pretty exciting memories you yeah, know that you wouldn't sure. have normally for sure for sure and um around around that and being um being over overseas um it's it's not the kind of thing that you um you know ask your manager at some job for you know a weekend off or whatever do you recall um do you recall the the point at which um silver scene uh transitioned from you know, playing the rec hall, playing the local, local towns, et cetera, and like going to school or having jobs or whatever into we are musicians full time. Like how many years was, was that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a bit different for us, I think, because where we all had other kind of goals and dreams and ideas, you know, like going to school or like trying to like, you know, the typical like young person stuff. And then we kind of got into, okay, we're going to make an album. We're going to tour. And then it was like, okay, well, we have to tour all the time. It wasn't a job. We were just literally like on the road so much that like we didn't need to work because there was nothing to pay for because we were just in the van and that was it. It was enough, you know, buy a $2 thing at Taco Bell. That's all we pretty much were saving up for. Right. So we were doing that so for so many years and it wasn't really till a couple more years after that where I was like, okay, this is, I guess, a career, but we didn't really know what a career was because, again, we're still pretty young and this style of music transitioning to becoming a career viable asset wasn't something that was familiar to anybody Mm -hmm. so it wasn't you know i i don't think really any of us i think we're probably almost 10 years in where we're like okay i guess we're in the middle of a career now you know i think Mm -hmm. now we've released a few records we have fans you know this is i mean obviously our primary like goal and and everything we do yeah it it was just kind of a haze i think right it was definitely a bit of a haze yeah so what i'm what i'm hearing is it like it wasn't necessarily planned but it just kind of evolved into that is that true it's almost like yeah it's almost like you you're you know you're just like i don't know you're just on the road and you're driving and you're just like well i can pull over and 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 catch catch some sleep or whatever but it's like no if we just keep going like what's at the end and it was like we're just pushing ourselves to see where things could go and i think that that kind of initiative and like and you know it's not easy it's not easy as, as anybody and like a lot of our peers you know 
couldn't do that and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know all most respect for anybody that even attempts music mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it's like you kind of get you got, you have to just keep pushing yourself yeah. and the more work you do the more it does pay off and that's but you know you make a lot of sacrifices of course to get there and and of that's course. you know but it's i think i mean it's been very rewarding and we just continue to try to like now we're at the place where it's like we just want to honor our fans we want to do whatever we can to to pay back to them for all the years mm-hmm. of support and what's fun for them and fun for us at the same time yeah yeah um and <clears throat> given that your your uh, career uh, continues now and has been so lengthy like think back to when you first started um how mm-hmm. how did your families react and like how has family support been over the years? Like, were your parents initially kind of skeptical? Like, I know, if I remember correctly, um, like, Shane left school. Yeah, like yeah. Like, post-secondary full, education, full right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there was, like, there's always, like, that bit of support. And I think people were like, oh, you know, like, they're, they're going to do that for a year or two. And that's great. And, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And, like... There seems to be something going on here. So the families were never like, no. And, and they, I think they were maybe a little skeptical or they didn't know where things would go. But, I mean, I don't think there's any family around us that regrets anything because I think they look how happy we've become and all sure. the stuff we've been able to do. And and that's great, you know. We're very fortunate for that. Right, yeah. right, right. So you saw things move from maybe a little bit of skepticism. Yeah, uh, a little bit like, you try this, sure, Like anyone whatever. would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, to... to uh, a lot of support is what I'm hearing. Exactly. And I think that would be something that would make a difference to the longevity of what you're, you're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, can you, can you recall the first time that, that, um, or one of the first times that, that somebody from say overseas, um, you know, knew about your music or like the first kind of realization of like, whoa there's a reach to to this yeah i mean like i i guess like we came up we came up in the early social media boom so myspace was was right. kind of right there with us yeah and i guess we probably would have received messages and stuff but that can be so disconnected too you know because mm-hmm. you're not really there but i think the first time we went overseas um and maybe in the first time we played like mainland europe but we played germany and we were like those shows were already as big as what we were doing in North America. Wow, yeah. And and, and kids were singing back all the, the words, and it was, like, sweaty and chaotic and fun, and it was like, man, like, we're the other side of the world, and we're getting the same reactions as we are back home, and this mm-hmm. is our first time in this country. Right. That's pretty amazing, you right. know? Right, right. So th- that really, like, starts putting into perspective, like, For sure. pretty quickly. For sure, yeah. Um, what have you seen change over the years in the in the industry? In the music industry, I mean, for us, it's everything. I mean, we came, we we grew up in the the era of buying CDs into yep. into music piracy, yes, into social media boom, into the decline of CDs and the increase of vinyl, yep. into the creation of streaming, like yeah, in the cross section of, of of technology that's happened since our band's been around, we've lived through it all. We've lived through the probably the that's most right. amount of changes in the shortest amount of time. Yeah, so uh, it's it's been pretty wild because like literally from album to album, you're almost your strategy your 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 goals are different completely different mm-hmm. we're like i'm sure there were decades in the last you know century where artists were doing the same thing for 
five albums because right. nothing was changing. Right. So like the fact that literally almost every album, there's been a different uh, strategy for for because of the way technology and consumptions yeah, or just fan bases change so rapidly. Any of that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty crazy. So it keeps you on your toes. That's absolutely, sure. absolutely. I it makes me remember that uh, the first time I interviewed your band, and I think this was like 2002 or something, and. Uh, um, Shane, after that interview, Shane, your singer, uh, mailed me. He had one copy of Summer Stellar Gaze, the original, <laughs> yep. left, and he mailed it. He mailed it to my dorm, and it was wow. like the homemade booklet. Oh, they were all like, homemade. That was our know, first like... EP, our very first EP, <laughs> and they were all homemade. They were burnt on a CD. Uh, drive, you know, back when we all had the tower computers with yep. CD burners. Absolutely. You know, that would take like an hour to burn, you know, one disc of music. Yep. And you would just, yeah, you would just literally like, you know, workshop, just like throw, throw them in there. And then we'd go to like uh, Business Depot Staples and we'd, uh, you know, print the stuff off and like yep. fold it. And like, yep. and that's how, but that's how all the bands did it. Like, that's right. We couldn't afford to, to make proper CDs. So no, we could make not. those for like a dollar or two and sell them for five dollars. 100%. Well, we make three dollars. That's, that's something. right. And <laughs> yeah. that, and that makes a difference at, at yeah. that point. But it just puts into perspective how much technology has changed oh, absolutely. In, the, in the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you've now just recently, just within the last week or two, released um, a kind of a 10-year celebration record uh, called Redux. Yeah. Um, and you've basically taken um, some of the songs um, that we might call your best songs of the first 10 years or something or your yeah, favorites like or a, cro- a good cr- a good sampler almost a sampler sample, yeah there we yeah. are of of your your music over the last 10 years and you went in and re-recorded 100% all of those tracks yeah. there was nothing new. there was nothing we were blank session files we walked into the studio blank and literally recorded brand new drum tracks from the ground up all wow. multi-instrument Shane went back there and, and re-sang every single line um, and, and, and really our goal was to recreate everything with modern technology with our modern capability you know and try to like do it the way that we would do it now if we we're going to re- record those songs for the very first time mm-hmm. honor them but enhance them right and really give the listeners like a nice cleaner version of some songs that we still love that we still play every night that you know the recordings you know kind of shown their their age a little bit right so i mean at the, t- at the time it was a little scary like we didn't know how it would be received um, but it's been received overwhelmingly. Like I can't believe um, oh, how excited the fans are. And so, yeah. Although uh, the general consensus has been like fans are saying we didn't know that we wanted this, yeah. but we love but it. But we love it. Yeah. And that's that's so good because like I I think what we try to do as a band like we we've been honestly to be honest we've been planning this for almost two years. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know fans probably think this came out of nowhere, but we've been like thinking about this and talking about it for so long, and that like. But we like to surprise fans. We like to be like, you don't know what's going to happen next. Like, this is going to happen. And then now we're going to do something different than that. And, like, right. we want to keep it as fresh and fun and as exciting so that our fans are always, like, just, like, we never know what's going to happen. And that makes us excited and keeps us engaged. Of course. Of course. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and so now, besides Silverstein, you've actually uh, also moved into uh, management. You have a management company, and it's yep. called it's called Tandem Management. Tandem Management, uh, and um, so Hold Close, who's playing tonight, is um, one of your one of your bands. Um, how have you used your experience over the years in the music industry, being a part of Silverstein, to um, uh, uh, to mentor 
you know, the bands yeah. that are part of um, your management company. Now. Well, the, the biggest like motivation for me is that there's a lot of manage- managers out there that, um, you know, don't have really the real life experience mm-hmm. that, that, you know, these artists, you know, deal with on a day to day basis. And that's OK. But, you know, I'm in a position that I, I have a lot of that. And I, I love to be able to relate to, to young artists. And like I remember dealing with previous managers, you know, that. You know, you call them up, try to explain the situation. They they can't relate. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be able to always say, I know what you're going through. Because I've been there. Yeah. And like, here's how I dealt with it. Let me yep. know how you deal with it. Let's get yeah. through this together. Right. Uh, it's all about being kind of artist forward and trying to uh, really build like some real su- sustainable careers and really, you know, support music that I love and my partner loves. And, um, you know, so it's, it's a real passion project for me. And like the, the coolest part of it, though, is like when you deal with different genres and different age groups, you really get to learn a lot of different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And it can even inspire myself because, you know, I also manage Silverstein. I'm also part of that band. So if I can learn something from one of these artists and I can apply it to my own, that's great, too. Absolutely. That helps. That keeps my band, you know, kind of on the on the cusp of everything. And and um, and vice versa. And if I if I do something with that, then I can apply it to them. So, yeah. It's really a two other kind of two way street for that, and right. um, something that yeah, it really means a lot to me. Nice, nice. And how do you go about selecting the artists that you're going to work with in your management company? I, I mean, it's tough. I think like early on because I've you know been kind of doing this stuff for a while, and and more officially for just a, a few years. But um, you, you definitely want to you want to help everybody first of all. And then there's so much great music that you want to support. Yeah. But I think you just it becomes down to the point of like just kind of like time and what Absolutely. you, what you, you can't can really split yourself into yeah. seventeen and, different and, people. And, yeah. And so yeah, so I think it's just like you know you have to be selective, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, but um, yeah, really fortunate. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much <clears throat> yeah, for you. taking some time here with spinning thoughts. And uh, so, what is uh, what's next for Silverstein? Um, well, on the books, we, uh, we're heading over to the UK for Slam Dunk next month. Nice. And then we're doing a full North America tour with our friends August Burns Red and Silent Planet this summer. Yes, and, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of other surprises nice. as always. And uh, yeah, and we'll just be for now just supporting Redux and trying to get that out to as many people. And it's so far so good. Awesome. Awesome. And it's up on all of your socials, all of the everywhere. streaming platforms. It's everywhere now. It's everywhere now. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Uh, and so just before we wrap, is there anything else um, that you'd like to add? Um, no, just, yeah, thanks for the support. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see everyone soon. For sure. Okay. So till next time then, we will share music and spread love. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. So that was Dan's conversation with Paul of Silverstein. And how cool was that? I got to tell you, I never get tired of this feeling of still being so excited and blown away by the conversations that we get to have here at Spinning Thoughts. I never really thought that this was going to happen or continue. And I'll tell you all this much, uh, the day, the time, the second that I don't get excited about talking to a band at any level will be the day that I close these goddamn doors. Paul, thank you for your time and being on the show. I also would like to thank Headspace and Odysseys for lending their music 
And really, they should be thanking all of you because you tweeted me about them. I put them on my bands. People tweeted me Spotify playlist. And then you all voted for these two bands out of 20 to be featured on this show. This symbiotic relationship that we are establishing here in 2019. I hope it's here to stay. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. It's all free music content. We have 15 or more contributors here in the family. They're always writing album reviews, concert reviews, concert photography, opinion pieces. There's some new stuff that we're working on that maybe you want to keep your eye on. I don't know. It's all free. TheSpinningThoughts.com. And we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes, of course, they become available the following Monday. I love and appreciate all of you. I hope you're here to take the journey again next week. We'll be here same time, same place. But before that happens, do something nice for somebody. And of course, make sure you share music, spread love. Apart what you create